The shift began during the middle years of the 20th century, when we started devoting more and more of our time and attention to the cheap, copious, and endlessly entertaining products of the first wave of electronic media, radio, cinema, phonograph, television. But those technologies were always limited by their inability to transmit the written word. They could displace but not replace the book. Culture's mainstream still ran through the printing press. Wow. So what basically what these what he's saying here is the shift kind of started with this, but it, it this wasn't the tipping point. And a good book on kind of understanding the tipping point is Malcolm Gladwell's uh, one of his first books, I think kind of in the series of like Blink and Outliers, I think he wrote Tipping Point first. Amazing book on that. And what he's saying with this is that these radio, you know, radio, cinema, phonograph, television were not basically um, displacers. They weren't um, industry busters, but they basically continued with Colger's mainstream. They just ran through a different conduit. So these were all conduits for different outcomes. So all of these technologies were limited by their inability to transmit the written word. So like he says, cinema, phonograph, television, inability to transmit the written word. Continuing on, now the mainstream is being diverted quickly and decisively decisively into a new channel. The electronic revolution is approaching its culmination as the computer, desktop, laptop, handheld becomes our constant companion and the internet becomes our media of choice. Apologies. For storing, processing, and sharing information in all forms, including text. The new world will remain, of course, a literate world packed with the familiar symbols of the alphabet. We cannot go back to the lost oral word any more than we can turn the clock back to a time before the clock existed. Writing in print and the computer, writes Walter Ong, are all ways of technologizing. The word, and once technologized, the word cannot be detechnologized. Remember that. Once technologized, you cannot detechnologize the word. But the world of the screen, as we've already, as we've already coming to under, we're already coming to understand, is a different place from the world of the page. A new intellectual ethic is taking hold. The pathways in our brain are once again being rerouted. Man, this is such an interesting chapter. This is called the deepening page. And why I like this is because he really kind of goes into when things are like transcribed onto a page, when things are written down stream of consciousness becomes literary and linear. Super interesting. And kind of in this last little section, he's talking about different technologies that have emerged 
and how they haven't actually like replaced or displaced anything. They may have on like a small scale. Really, they have just kind of helped society made more ease of use or, you know, people prefer these different technologies to previous ones, but they haven't really changed the fundamentals. And that's where he talks about in the end is understanding that when you have a piece of technology that's kind of like a new intellectual ethic is being taken hold. And the pathways in our brain, once again, are being rerouted. Super interesting. Really recommend you read this chapter. Even if you don't read this full book, there's a lot of kind of key points in this chapter that are amazing. Remember, after he's talking about kind of these things like uh, kind of different historical ways things have been written down and transcribed, he's talking about books. He says the power in books didn't just strengthen people's ability to think abstractly. They enriched people's experience of the physical world, the world outside the book. Wow. So it not only adds to your abstract thinking ability, which is vital, especially now. I I mean, I even struggle with that. Like abstract thinking, I think it's something that we most of us have when we we're kids. And as you get older, you like I think the education system kind of trains you not to think abstractly. It trains you kind of to be an automaton, which is basically what the theory is behind the education system is to create workers, to create workers that will follow rules. People that follow rules are limited to the ability to think abstractly, especially if this is kind of what they've been like shoved down their throat their whole life. And remember, not only does the book allow you to do that, but it enriches the experience of the physical world, the world outside of the book. I love that. That's so interesting. It enriches the physical world, the world outside of the book. It adds to the human experience and everything we understand. And what's interesting is you contrast what we just learned with technology People going on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and I struggle like with this as well. I'm in fa- I'm fallible, just like we all are. Where it really doesn't do any of these things. If anything, it is the opposite. It hurts abstract thinking because you're being fed like like a pig, like a farm animal, slop that's curated for you. So you don't even have to dig through anything. It's literally tailored to you. Based on every single time you've been on that app, it's going to show you the newest thing up there. And the newest thing up there, the only reason it's there, is because of all the time that you've spent on the app, what you've shown it. And some people are just so oblivious to this that it's mind-boggling. And I think it's it's understandable because we we're kind of living through an interesting time where these technologies are changing kind of the way people act, especially young people. Like there's this thing called TikTok that's pretty popular right now. So it's just entertainment. It's where people's attention is. And it's just kind of a new way to capture people's attention 
And it doesn't, I think creating, this is the thing, creating on these platforms potentially would would do the things that the book would do where it, um, where it could, I guess, help abstract thinking, but at the same time, it's pretty, I don't know. The thing about a book is you absorb the knowledge and then you, you're supposed to ponder it, which I struggle doing. I kind of move from thing to thing a bit, but, um, I think being able to extract some value out of a book and help your abstract thinking with this by kind of contemplating, balancing some new ideas that you've learned, and then uh, capitalizing on them and moving forward is exponentially better than anything social media or the internet could do for your abstract thinking as far as long term. The the thing with the internet it it really hurts your abstract thinking because it's 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 like ease of use is it literally max. If it gets any easier it'll be very sad. But people have all the tools at their hands and I think that's kind of the issue that we're facing now is people have almost like an information overload type syndrome where they see that everything's at their fingertips and they but at the same time they're seeing everybody else succeed and they're comparing themselves to them. So there's a lot to unpack there. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, please leave us a review and send us a voice message in with something you'd like us to talk about and subscribe to Modern Academy. Thank you for listening. Keep on keeping on.